Well, hello there. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from, and I have to take a pause here. It is absolutely, absolutely 100% gorgeous down here. It is, right now it's around 78, a little breezy, sunny with the big fluffy clouds around, low humidity. I mean, in the middle of the night, it was in the mid-60s. This is one of the few days and far between after a long, long hot summer and a hot early fall. And we could be returning to some of that. But right now, it's one of the times you could just open your windows and allow fresh air just to flow through. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. And it's out of season. So, I mean, Key West is about to get filled up in the next week with the... Um, Fantasy Fest, probably talk about that. I don't know. I might go down there because I have some news for everyone. And if you're not familiar with the Keys Bartender podcast, is a po- uh, podcast about bartending and life, bar life, life in the Keys. So this past Friday, something uh, – I left my job. I'm no longer working at the catch. And it was one of those parting of the ways. And uh, yes, there was like a lot of times when there's separations and stuff like that, there is an impetus, a uh, something that occurred. It was not really big. It's not necessarily that, but it just brought to a head that we were parting ways, right? Our two places I worked there for, gosh, it's 2023, I worked there for at least almost eight years, if I wasn't there eight years. But um, it is time to move on. And like any good place, I have to say it's a good place. I love it. You know, it's just that just like any uh, relationship, there's uh, good relationships out there. I'm not saying great relationships, good relationships where people do um go their different ways. It's just a fact of life. We have uh, friends that develop different interests. We have uh, partners, husbands and wives that grow differently and have different goals in life and different things that they enjoy or don't enjoy. And sometimes that separation of expectations and goals become so great. Um, you know, in, in divorce, what they call that in irreconcilable uh, differences, there weren't, irre- it wasn't necessarily irreconcilable. But, you know, the owners have their way of running the place, and you have an idea what you'd like to, um, to see in place. But, you know, as not being the owner, you just have to abide. Or like any uh, place where you're not required, you know, it's we're one of these places who work by choice. So uh, we chose to separate. Now, that doesn't mean we aren't amicable together. Matter of fact, it's, it's an amicable divorce, as amicable as could be. I think that's the way it should be in life and almost everything. And we'll talk about that a little later about the amicable divorce and how 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 it takes less energy to uh be pleasant about your association 
than to be um, negative. It takes less energy, and you know you shouldn't be working in a place you're not you're not happy with. And if you stay forever at a place you're not happy with, or you're not happy with your total situation, that's on you. Okay, I know that's hard. And when it comes to relationships, I know they're difficult and stuff. When it comes, I'm not necessarily talking about domestic abuse because there's a whole different dynamic there. But I'm talking about where everyone has an equal kind of say in the outcome of the relationship. So on Friday, it came to a head. We chose to uh, 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 separate. And uh, now I am doing something that you really don't expect to do when you're 60 years old as a bartender, 60-year-old bartender. And that's look for a job. Yes, look, I am currently looking for a job. Now, I've taking the opportunity the first couple of days because um i had it aligned with my days off so i took those days off i didn't start looking right away i started looking uh about a day ago i wrote up a a, a short um resume with um recommend you know with my background uh and my uh information i'm not a big thing about just going to places and filling out their forms because that really takes the life out of it. so i just printed out the information and obviously i know if you go to a corporation you got to fill out these applications because they're so their hr department that's what they look at they're so used to looking at these job applications but I, i'm not a big fan of putting everything about your background on there so i just give them you know i was down here what it's almost 17 years and i gave my information on uh, recommendations and and any um references that i had and my address and my phone number and my email so what I uh, started today was I started going north and I stopped by about seven places. Uh, I got to see some people. Not everyone was looking. I know it's not just a one day thing, but part of the thing that I'm looking to do, especially in the small tourist community, is you go and hit every place that you think you, you know, give a legit, a legitimate considered working for with right and uh what i do is drop off that and i said if you are looking for someone i'll fill out an application i don't like filling out applications if they don't know if they're looking for somebody so they can have it on hand why would you give it'd be like hey just give me all your information and i'll just put it over here in this file here and uh you know, if they're looking at it six months later and you're not working and stuff like that, why would you even hire somebody and stuff like that? Why? I mean, I'd throw out, I'd throw out applications in a month. Someone didn't get hired in a month. I know that sounds horrible. What if I'm looking for a job in a month? So looking for a month. Now, I have this feeling that there's enough places within a reasonable distance that I should be able to get picked up somewhere somewhere i would like to get picked up so but that's what i do i i i print up of you know all the pertinent information i go and travel to the places that i go to 
either if it's the host stand or if there's a manager available and just say, hey, listen, are you looking to uh, are you looking for any bartenders? Are you looking to hire any any bartenders? And every so often, people say, "Well, not us, but we own a couple other properties and and things like that." And I say, "Well, here, I'll give you this. Can you put it in? Can you recommend it to someone?" Blah blah blah. And you make sure this is what I do. I make sure that I'm presentable. If you're going to if you're going to a place to get hired, you should dress as if you're working at that place. You know, so if they're wearing long sleeves and long pants, it's long sleeves and long pants when you go there. And if it's uh, shorts and a t-shirt, you can do shorts and a polo shirt maybe. I don't know if I would go ever go to any job for, for with a T-shirt, maybe maybe a construction job, perhaps. Not that there's anything wrong with it, because a construction job uh, certainly has you have to have a lot of skills and things like that. But you're presenting your skill level is the most important. But you also want to present yourself when you go into a restaurant that you're presenting yourself as uh, the right candidate. Who's going to care about what they look like? If they don't care about what they look like when they're interviewing for a job or dropping off an application, they certainly won't care what they look about like when they're coming in to work. So you got to manage, you know, pre pre manage the expectations of the manager. There was a a, a place I, I went to today. And they were saying, oh, yeah, fill out the application. The manager's right there. And the manager's like literally four feet away. And I think you heard what I was saying. I'm talking back and forth. They said, oh, this is the manager right here. And um, I'm looking at him, and uh, you ever get the wrong vibe about someone? I mean, the wrong vibe. You get a vibe that's not comfortable. The guy was about my size. He looks like he really got off on the wrong side of the bed. And it was 1230, you know, 1230 in, in the afternoon. And I'm thinking, oh, geez. And I said, wow, I'm not, I don't want to really meet this person early in the morning. Stuff like that. He did not look like the happiest person. I know, I know it always looks like it. I guess that'd be the same thing. He's a big guy like me. And I'm thinking, geez, I hope I don't present myself like that. And I noticed that the girl was kind of nervous about talking to me when the manager was right there. And I said, well, here, I'll just, you know, I go like this. I'll come by at another time when he's not available. Thinking in my head, I'll, it's not. I'm not saying to myself, it sounds a little cocky. I'm not saying to myself, I'm too good to work there and stuff like that. But why would you want to go and work at a place where a person is maybe a little cantankerous? When they when you show up and someone's having uh, a bad day, you know, you may be able to take that as a rule and say, this is maybe this this person's default setting. And that could be like a gift. A gift from the fate saying, you know what, maybe you shouldn't leave your application there. So I didn't leave my application there. So so I wouldn't paper the whole town in one day. I left another eight places off so it can go tomorrow. Right? 
And um, I'm in my head, I'm thinking, well, if I keep on doing this, word eventually gets out. I don't want to necessarily go and post it on Facebook because I guess I could post it on Facebook. That's always a possibility. I don't know if that's, um, you know, because, but if you do put it out there that you're looking for work and someone offers you a job, you kind of lose your, um, let's see, your right to pick and choose. You know, because you go out there and someone say, hey, we have an opening here at uh, this clubhouse. And you go, well, that, that's not exactly, or it's wine and beer. And you don't want to look like a snob, right? And you might be saying to me, Jim, beggars can't be choosers if you're looking for jobs. Well, I have a little, I have some leeway looking for a job and you know you do have a right to want to work at the place you want to work and i'm just looking for a place that's the right fit and it takes some thought and strategy to do that just don't go willy-nilly you get it's 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 just as wrong to an accept an offer and not um because when you accept an offer from an employer they expect you to, you know, train with them and put in a good effort. But if you go with the idea that I'm going to see how this works out and then I might leave, which you can do if there's new information that comes along. If you get a job and you find out, oh, my God, you know, people aren't necessarily the people I work with aren't necessarily uh, very good at their job or they're not that motivated or not very happy, or there could be a high incidence of substance abuse, a lot of late people, bad management, things like that. Yeah, sure. You can probably change that and say, hey, listen, you kind of misled me. And the same thing goes for the employer, right? You hire somebody and say, you said you were a bartender. You don't really know the first thing about bartending. You really don't. You're really not working with us on the, on the schedule. And it doesn't look like he can handle the work. So you do have expectations. So if you give him, it's, it's your job when you accept a posi uh, position to give it some time. If everyone's fulfilling their pre-set agreements, meaning, okay, you're going to take a, you're going to, we're going to train you for a couple shifts and then we're going to start putting you on shifts. It'll be a few at a time and then we'll add some more uh, as the opportunity comes. And that's it, right? Or we have four spots available. We are looking for you. We'll get you trained and stuff like that. We'll give you, put you right in four spots. What do you think of this? Blah, 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 blah. This is our, you know, this is what we hear from our staff. This is what they make. And this is what we pay. And this is our policy. This is our side work. Uh, this is what we expect from you. This is your immediate supervisor. These are your responsibilities real easy. And you should ask that. You go, well, who will be my man? So can I meet them before I take the job and stuff like that? Just say hi to the person I'm going to be dealing with mainly. Yeah. Or it could be that that could be the person that's doing the hiring. A lot of these places down here, the person doing your hire will be a media supervisor, which is great. You can go and, sell like the, and you can ask them questions. It goes, well, what's your policy? Like, 
I don't take a lot of vacations and stuff like that, but when I do, I may do, um, you know, I, I'm, I try to do it when it's not busy and not in the busy season. And I try to give plenty of, I mean, I do give plenty of uh, notice. Um, obviously, there's emergency, death in family and all that stuff. Yes. And uh, what's your, I mean, uh, anything, what, what do you, um, what's your pay rate? What's your uh, policy for getting someone to cover your shift? Uh, what's the uniform? What's your tip out uh, requirements? It, who does the bartender tip out and who gets tipped out by the bartender? Is there tip sharing? Do we get our tips the night of? They're all important things to ask. And where do we park? Because there's limited space down here and say, you know, they may want to explain, well, you got to park three blocks away. You know, I mean, that's not necessarily a thing down here, but it you know, could be a possibility. So you, it's best not to find these things out. It's good. Do you have when someone says, do you have any questions for it? Yeah. What does my typical day look like when I come in? Let's say I come in for a morning shift. Or when I go in for a closing shift, what are, what are my responsibilities? Right. What days are you closed? What days are you open? Are you looking to change your hours? All valid questions. All valid questions. Now, obviously, when I'm asking for a job, I don't go and ask those right away. I just ask them first, are you looking to hire any bartenders? Here's some information about me. Right? And then they have, they could call you or not call you. If they call you, then you get a little more information. Say, oh, who am I going to be talking to? When do you want me to come in? And then I'll talk to them and stuff. Then you should have those questions prepared. They should always have questions because, you know, there's nothing worse than going in and getting hired by someone and say, listen, you flake out on the first day of the job and you just disappear. I had so many people do that for me when I was um, working at this place. Um, called Gilbert's, where uh, I was working there part time, but then there were people come in and they work one shift and never come back. I know that's crazy for anybody to do that. Well, I'm, I'm going to be segueing right now. That's pretty much all we have to talk to about that. I could kill, I mean, I'm beating a dead horse right now, but you know that thing I was talking about an amicable separation or divorce. It's almost like a key to success. There are some times when uh, someone's behavior is so heinous and and so bad that it's it's irrevocably broken the relationship. But most relationships break down over misunderstandings or changes in goals. And like I said, I always thought, especially in a marriage relationship, people have a tendency to grow and either they can grow together or grow apart. And the growing apart is not. And when people say they grow apart, you could be comp you could be night and day and still be complementary to each other and get along. But if your goals are different and your likes and the things you do when they start separating things like that, it really, it would behoove you, you know, instead of not getting along with someone to separate 
And and that happens. I've had that happen with a friend. One, uh, my best friend and I, we we um, we just grew apart. We grew apart. Well, first he for because of a. I found out later a misunderstanding. He thought that I may have been the reason why he got released from a job when I had. I think he may have found out eventually. He may still not know to this day. But I mean, I wasn't even working at the place that he got left to. I was working at an associated place, but I wasn't friends with the person that fired him. And there's nothing I knew about his work situation that would warrant him being released. So I think it had to be do with him, but eventually he just viewed it that way and he stopped talking to me. And it, uh, when we stopped talking after a while, uh, it became more and more apparent that we weren't the same persons that were friends before. And it was after a couple of years, four or five years that, oh, wow, you know, when you stop really associating with people, sometimes you can not talk to someone for a couple of years and realize they're the same person. You have the same likes, same interests, same thing. Or you can find out, wow, we really changed both of us. And that's what happened there. But you know what? To this day, I really think this guy's a great guy. You know? He was my best friend. And he and he was a good guy. His just interest and his views are different than mine now. And it really affects the um, time we would spend together if we were to spend time together. Now, with my ex-wife, and then, you know, I've been married once before, and that resulted in a divorce. Now, I'm not giving anything away about the relationship other than we went to at least, I think, four marriage counselors. So we tried. We really tried. And towards the end, it was quite contentious. I think that's the best I could say. But it doesn't change the innateness of the the goodness of the person that I had married. It doesn't change what I think about, like that she was a good person, a kind person, a humorous person. Uh, but the, uh, we, we did not, we did not, we weren't getting closer together. We were getting further apart and our goals were separating and we were growing apart by the day. It seemed like, and like I said, each successive therapist we've had, it just got more contentious where it resulted in an irreconcilable difference, at least at her, she wanted a separation. She wanted a separation, and I was one of these people that would just, um, if you ever seen the movie uh, The Departed, about, it's kind of a, uh, a retelling of the Bulger mob in Boston, but it was Jack Nicholson, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Matt Damon, Alec Baldwin, Martin she I mean, there were tons of people in that movie. Awesome movie. And um, 
Christ, what was the thing what I was going to talk about with this thing? Oh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon is uh, an he's a bought and paid for uh, insider for the I, I think the state police the the organized crime section of the Massachusetts State Police and the Irish mobster played by Jack Nicholson uh, is uh, Matt Damon's is his informant in in the squad that's supposedly tracking him. Jack Nicholson. And Matt Damon ends up in a relationship with a, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, actually a psychiatrist, uh, Vera Formiga. And they end up in a relationship. They move in together and stuff like that. And their relationship isn't going so well. And Matt Damon says to her, you know, I'm Irish and I'll just keep my mouth shut and I'll just keep the, the relationship can go for years and years with it not being right. You know how it is. And I know a lot of people with relationships like that. They just stay together because they have these weird um, notions of how important it is to stay married, even though you're not getting along and you're cre creating uh, angst, uh, anxiety. Angst is anxiety, but you know, unhappiness, displeasure in your partner. And and people hang around for years. They'll hang around in years of that because they are more comfortable re remaining in their relationship. That uh, they're aware, they're used to. They're used to the uncomfortableness of the relationship uh, compared to the unknown frontier of being out of the relationship. That's why a lot of times people go, you talk about when you break up with someone, you should take some time on your own and not go immediately into another relationship because you could end up repeating the same thing. And that kind of uh, lends itself to your job if you're not careful, you know, when you're if you t take a job that has the, some of the earmarks of the things that you didn't like about your previous job or you weren't. Uh, let's say, excelling at in your previous job. I shouldn't say you didn't like. So the same thing with relationships and stuff like that. But just because you don't get along with your ex and you hadn't, you got separated, and that doesn't mean that that person's a horrible person because they were in a bad relationship too. Now, sometimes, yes, you could be in a relationship with a horrible person that's abusive uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, emo mentally, emotionally, same thing, yeah, pretty much, isn't it? Uh, but people play head games and they're, you know, they're physically, I mean, I don't even know what that's like. But if that's the case, no need to talk about that. You shouldn't be in that. I'm talking about where you have two good people, and it is possible. It is possible for two good people to come together, be in a relationship, be it a friendship or romantic relationship, and decide that the relationship isn't working and they have to part. Now, one may want to stay, one may want to leave, or both one may want to break it up. But in the end, that does not change the innate goodness of the other person and the, of you. Um. You know, if you if you did get married and stuff, it is it would behoove you to try to work it out to see if it's something that had to do with you. 
it's going to have something to do with you because you can actually improve something in yourself and you can prove it. But if it isn't, if it's just because I want to live near, I want to live near the ocean, I want to still work and she wants to retire and go buy a camper and live in Montana. Right. But I still want to work and stuff like that, or I have to work. Something like that. You know, because sometimes you always see the relationship if someone has a, a secret paramour where they're moving off and they're playing their own relationship. That's something different too. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the person's wrong either. If if someone leaves and they, they find another relationship right away and stuff like that, you can say horrible things about that person. But what it really says when you're really trashing your ex or your friends and saying they're what a horrible person, what an asshole, what an you know, what a narcissist, what an emotional vamp, all that stuff. When you say all that stuff, you're telling somebody that you're not a very good judge of character. And you're also telling them that you took how many years, how many months uh, to, to reconcile that, to make, your, to make the decision to move on. If it was really that bad, then you kind of look like an unself-aware uh, idiot that you make bad decisions. I always said that when some when I I would go on a date and a girl would talk about how horrible each of her boyf boyfriends were, you know, kind of like the um, Taylor Swift thing, where she writes a song about her ex-relationships and stuff like that. But, um, and I'm not saying Taylor Swift is shitting on her people and stuff like that. That's how she gets her songs, right? So that may be part of the thing. And if you're dating Taylor Swift, and then a couple years later after you break up, you're, you are surprised. If at this point in time, if you're surprised that Taylor Swift wrote a song after you've been in a relationship with her, you know, if, uh, if Kelsey, um, uh, the guy who's staying there now from the, the tight end from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. If two years from now there's a song out about him and he's not flattered by it and stuff like that, um, yeah, it's not like we didn't tell you it's going to happen. But that's not exactly what it's saying. She does. I mean, I don't know exactly what that thing. But I really think if. If the person isn't horrible and you're not saying, hey, don't ever be in a relationship with this person, this person's super physically abusive and they'll they'll you know they'll gaslight you and shit like that. Yeah, that's so, but most relationships aren't like that. There's just two decent people that just didn't get along. And and to show your magnanimity to be that charitable. And your feelings and say, listen, we didn't get along, but you know what? I learned a lot from that relationship, and I do appreciate the time we spent together. Right? There you go. That's all you have to say. Oh, what happened? Here? Oh, we just grew apart, and you know, we're we're you know, we weren't the same people at the end of the relationship as we were in the beginning of the relationship. We had different goals and things like that. But you know, she, she's a wonderful woman. And I hope she feels the same about me. So I always say, you know, that that's the thing. Uh, 
that if you do this the right way, not only is it the right thing to do to someone you invested some time and you cared about deeply, it's also the right thing to do. And people will appreciate it and they'll see you in the light that that person saw you. Now, there are people that are vindictive and stuff like that. Just because someone's vindictive doesn't mean you have to be vindictive. It doesn't. You can say, I'm sorry you feel that way about it. And it's tougher. It's a lot tougher to do that. I understand that. But you can show yourself. Uh, I'm not trying to be out big a person. You just say, listen, I don't know what they're going through right now. I don't know why they say that. But I don't really have any feelings like that. I don't have a reciprocal feelings that return that way for that person. They were they were fine, and I'm sorry they feel that way uh, about the relationship. There you go. An exclamation saying sometimes you have a stalker and stuff like that, and they're always going to be ghosting you and shit like that. So that is some other level stuff that maybe we'll talk about. I told. In the future, I told a couple stories about uh, some of the bad breakups I've been through. And you know what? I really didn't handle it the right way. But I was younger then. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. And I will keep you up to date on my job search. You know, I got a couple, uh, what we call it, irons in the fire. And uh, I will tell you where I'm going to be. Listen, my... Uh, former place of work is still a good place. Matter of fact, uh, when I was, uh, just to finish up real quick, when I was uh, applying, uh, uh, inquiring into a job, I was at a hotel and it, they had a bar and and they had a couple properties. So they, the person was managing, oh, we got, we're looking for a bartender for one or some of our bartender uh, from our other properties too. And uh I did notice that, I hope they don't listen to this. Yeah, they know he's from another podcast. And I heard the person at the front desk, which was really near the place I had worked until Friday. And they mentioned four restaurants in the immediate vicinity, except for the one right across the street, the one I used to work at. And I just said, wow, that's not right. So I waited outside and I said, you know, these people were outside. It was an old couple. I said, you know, there's a place across the street. It's in, and I pointed to it. I said, right there. And if you're looking for lunch, I think you mentioned that the person that's right over there. They didn't say that place right there, but I don't know if they have an agreement with them or something like that. So I did that. And I think that was my, that was my, uh, what would you call it? My, my penance of me, uh, addressing for anything that might have uh, gone wrong in a relationship. And I'll still do that. So um, same thing goes for you guys. If you know, sometimes people say, Hey, listen, I'm done with the podcast and stuff. I don't, there's nothing else to learn from Jim or, or his point of view. And our, my point of view aren't the same. Anymore. I'd understand that. And I do appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. I will be back later on this week. I have time this week, hopefully. I mean, hopefully. I mean, if I get hired, I get hired. Uh, it usually takes a little while. I'll talk to you. Uh, talk to you again. Have a great day. Bye.